Hello, and welcome to this week's Tea and Grumpets episode. The podcast is all about sharing and love from both sides of the Atlantic. I'm one of your hosts, Glenn. And I'm the other one, Mike. And first and foremost, let's get started. How are you doing, Mike? I'm freaking terrible, Glenn. I'm so happy you asked me. Doing absolutely terrible. Oh, really? Why is this? Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, like four hours ago, I had to like put down my 17-year-old dog. So, yeah, pretty miserable. So I figured, why not, let's uh, record a podcast. That, that'll that really be like great for the listeners. So, yeah, um, terrible. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not as bad <laughs> as that. Um, are, are you going to try and top the misery of last week's episode? <laughs> I don't know if that's possible, but we shall yeah. see in the upcoming yeah, we, hour. Yeah, we shall see. Uh, I've, I've been very well. Uh, I had a bit of a, a brush with health this week and uh, found myself in a um, biohazard zone <laughs> getting a COVID test. So, Oh, I can't good. wait to hear about this. That's really <laughs> going to brighten my day. Great. Yeah, so do, do you want me to tell it now? Yeah, well, yeah, as opposed so, to February, yeah. So anyway, right, uh, my, my, my kid, my 18-year-old, he goes out onto town with his friends, and I'm like, oh, God. he's like, can you pick me up? I'm like, yeah, yeah, fine. So I pick him up. This is a Monday. By Tuesday night, I felt awful. I felt the worst I've ever felt in many, many years. And uh, I basically clocked out from Tuesday through till Friday. I sleep, I was getting up, drinking water, back to bed, okay? Uh, basically lost three days, and I was still a bit confused now. Like, what the hell did I do in those days? Um, so, I wake up Friday, I'm still not feeling great. I'm chatting to, uh, weirdly, I'm chatting to my ex on the phone. Oh, and just saying, oh, I feel crap, how's my kid, blah, blah, blah. And she went, oh, have you checked um, whether it's COVID or not? And I'm like, I don't think it is. I said, I haven't got any of the symptoms. And I looked up symptoms. And there's seven symptoms now. And I'm like, I had five of the seven. Um, and I was like, oh dear. And then the transmission or the actual incubation time is now down to two days. Who knew? It went from 14 days down to two days. And I'm like, oh my God. Then it's still, you know, cogs started clocking over in my head. And um, I was like, I picked him up. And then I was ill two days later. Um, I better get this checked out because, like, obviously, I've got a lot of people around me who have vulnerable people around them. And I was like, right, this is going to be a responsible thing to do. I'm going to need to go and get tested. So, anyway, um, I, I, I go online and I have to give every detail. And you know how, <laughs> how security conscious I am. Mm. Um, I had to hand over all my details, uh, like everything, um, to have this test done. And I was like, oh, I'm really not happy about this. I'm basically giving them my DNA. And all my details to link me to that DNA. Um, and I got directed with a ticket to this site that used to be a park and ride. Uh, went there, got ferried through five different checkpoints. Had some guy scream his head off at me to shut my sunroof. And I went there and there's all these little like portable static work units set up. With people in white coveralls with face masks and the shield masks on. And they're coming out, telling me what to do. Next one, next one, next one. Felt like a precursor to a level from Left 4 Dead. Um, nice. And I go there, and I park up, and this guy kind of gives me the kit. And he tells, talks me through how to do it. And uh, and that was that. I left. 
uh, feeling really, really exposed. Actually, I was like, oh, that was one of the weirdest things I've ever had to do. Drove home, and I got my results today, and it's negative, which is uh, thankful. You know, no isolation for two weeks for me, but uh, it was an experience. Let's let's put it that way. Uh, still doesn't explain why I've been so ill. But it's not COVID. So, well, yay. congratulations, buddy. I mean, I can solve it very easily for you. I mean, why do you think your son went to town? He went out to drink. No, that's not quite it, buddy. He went to the post office to pick up a package I sent. Okay? <laughs> and in that package was poison. This so, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it's just a little bit near tea every, uh, every day. So I'm glad that it's working. I've said too much. Oh, God. Um... That's crazy, man. <laughs> that's terrifying. Well, at least, yeah. well, that's good. I mean, but here's the other thing, right? Here's the other thing that gets me, uh, and it's kind of been a bit of an eye opener for me. I haven't been out for months. Like, I've not been in any restaurants. I've not been in any shops. I've not really done anything for months, right? And I'm like, how the hell have I gotten here? Because I've not come into contact with anyone. Not really. You know, I've talked to you more than I talk to people. I used to talk to you face to face, and I'm like, "How the hell have I gotten here? I, I don't understand." I've not. Well, I've maybe, not maybe, just maybe, it's the you know, fifteen hundred snakes you have, you know, crapping on your floor inside of your house, you know, possibly all the the, the rodents and everything that you hoard in the house. Could that have something uh, to do with it? Uh, it could, but I wasn't in that house. When I fell ill. How many damn but, houses do you have? Uh, I, I live at two locations. For various wow, reasons. you really are like paranoid <laughs> about your security. <laughs> yeah, I mix up my schedules. No one knows when I'm going to be at either one. Wow, <laughs> you are a professional, sir. That's impressive. Yep, and I, I literally phoned up my ex. So she's the one I was concerned about because she's quite vulnerable because of a medical condition. Hmm. Said I didn't have it. And I was like, now I've got to change my name again. <laughs> <laughs> so a great week for both of us. How, how yep. splendid. Wow. This is off to a great start, folks. <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, we are the podcast entertained, so we always steer clear of politics. And I suppose COVID isn't really political, but we never really mentioned Come to it the, the US. Show. Come to the US. Uh, you'll see how political Yeah, but it is. that's the state. So they turn everything into political, isn't it? Uh, Although, <laughs> I, did, I did see your president advertising beans on the, oh, <laughs> the executive desk in the White House. What the actual fuck? I, thought, I genuinely thought that was Photoshopped like everyone else in the world. Laugh like, it up. Real. Laugh it up while your queen is decapitating a hundred year old man, okay? I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. We, we all have our problems all right <laughs> moving on <laughs> we do we do I, I just don't even can you give a bit of right for the uk listeners i know no. there are some no can you give a bit of background no. why he did that no i can't so he just said take some photos of these, these, I, of these beans glenn i don't know i don't care about a man with beans okay <laughs> this is not my priority I, I, I probably oh. do know. I just, my brain doesn't care. Like, th this is news. This is all we see all day. Like, yeah. so when I see, oh, yeah, he has a can of beans, I go, okay, cool. Like, moving on. Like, this is nothing new, sir. You know? It's amazing. It's amazing. I, I, I want more so, heads of state to advertise products. I am so happy that you find it funny. Come move here. See how funny you find it. Crazy old man. 
<laughs> oh, jeez, Louise. Yeah. So you, you notice as like we talk more, it just gets worse and worse. Like yeah. I can't wait to see by the end of this episode. <laughs> Holy crap, Ola. So what's going on? What's good in the news? What's good in your life? What are you reading? You reading anything good? I am actually. I am reading. <clears throat> You'll probably disprove of it. I already. Do. Uh, <laughs> but I am reading uh, the world of Westeros. Oh God. Uh, the world of ice and fire: the untold history of Westeros, uh, which is basically the lore of Game of Thrones. Um, because, and I, mu I must say this right, and this isn't sponsored or anything. It's just something I've, I've found. Have you ever heard of a website called Scribe, Mike? No, you told me about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to say this, right? <laughs> Scribe is the most amazing thing ever if you like reading and audiobooks. It's it's $10 a month and it's literally unlimited books and audiobooks. All above board as well. All legit. It's like Netflix if you just like books. So why does um, Audible have like the grasp on the market then? This is the crazy thing. I've, I've got this and I'm like, I'm checking through my Audible library and I'm kind of jumping back to Scribes. I'm like, they've got most of the stuff I've got on there. What the hell? That's um, yeah, it's really bizarre because I'm like, well, I'm never going to go back to Audible because this thing's just like, I listen to two audiobooks a day sometimes when I'm working. Um, like, always have an audiobook on the go or I'm always reading, okay? And I flip between the two. And uh, I'm like, this, this is nuts. Like... <laughs> How's Audible got this stranglehold? It's bizarre, but there we go. But yeah, check out Scribe. I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, so yeah, I'm reading it, slash listening to it, slash reading it on there. Uh, and it's been good so far. It explains a lot of backstory that no one really needs to know, but it does add a bit of depth. And what amazes me is George R. R. Martin, who you know has had his sixth book coming out for the last ten years. Yeah. Uh, managed to find the time to write this book in between writing the book he's promised to have out three years ago. <laughs> I'm like, this dude's just trolling people. I'm sure he is. I mean, oh, does he really need more backstory? Like, I'm pretty... I'm, he's very yeah. thorough with Game of Thrones that the left... Uh, you know, the 16th cousin twice removed at the, the yeah. neck is related to the, the first unborn calf. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't need any more backstory, uh, and it just amazed me he actually got to write this. And it's like, why don't you devote this energy to finishing the book you promised everyone? Um, bizarre man. Uh, I, I don't understand how he works. I don't even know whether you class him as a genius or just the of world's course, biggest procrastinator. Yeah, he's strange. I mean, he's most great... And I, I have this uh, discussion with friends a lot in the music world, but like, I'm of the belief... like. The, the most deranged people or the people suffering with the most pain create the most beautiful art. Like, mm -hmm. I've always felt that, like, in, like, for music, you can definitely hear it through their performances. Like, I know it's pretty standard uh, comparison, but, like, Kirk Cobain. You yeah. Jimi Hendrix. Uh, and those are just the ones that come to mind. But, like, you can hear the, the pain and sorrow through their work. And I'm sure it goes along with writing and art, especially. But I've always found that so fascinating. Like, mm -hmm. wow, you're a mess. You should, like, and you produce that? Maybe right now I should write an album. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think it hurts. I mean, I'm a bit the other way. If I'm feeling really bad about stuff, I don't want to do anything. Um, 
you know, I, I, I wouldn't be the, I'm going to pour everything into a creative thing. It'd be, I'm going to go shoot up on a couch and die. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. But I, I think it's not more of a one-time episode. I'm, I'm talking about, like, uh, constant pain yeah. and torture in, in your life. Just seems, like, naturally to produce some of the most incredible works. I don't know. It's, it's a discussion for whenever. But that always, like, boggles my mind. I'm like, damn. And then you look back and, like, things make a lot more sense as you look at them. But whatever. I'm going off the course, so... No, no, no. I, I think it's a very valid point. I think it's a uh, it's an energy funnel, isn't it? It's someone yeah. putting all their energy into something that basically distracts them from the misery of whatever's causing it. Yeah. No, for sure. And But, yeah, he has a hell of a mind, man. I mean, it's just so type A to me, that mind of watching game of thrones i never read it but it, it's it's fascinating but mm-hmm. yeah people are now like expectant that he this book is coming out it's like that book's probably never coming out this guy is like he's he's strange like the rest of the amazing artists out there so but you yep. like the book it's fascinating it's uh yeah. no i tell you what it's, it's well written enough that you go yeah i could, I could buy that as history at no point did i go well, that's too far-fetched, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that, that's the thing I think is so successful with that, is he does, that, does add a layer of realism to his writing, that even though it is fantasy, he does cast it so well, you're like, yeah, you know, no point did I think it was weird a dragon was in this. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you're suspending disbelief right off yeah. the bat, so... Oh, that's awesome. Guess what I'm reading, Glenn? Uh- uh, I'm going to say The Demonologist. Yeah, I'm still reading that piece of garbage that took you three hours to read. Um, I'm going on week two now. Uh, okay. So, folks, I don't know if that Ed and Lorraine Warren episode is ever going to actually happen because this book is slower than a slug. But that's also me. Uh, I'm hoping to pick it up and finish it. The problem, Glenn, is every time I'm reading this, every story's the same. And you nailed yeah. it the other time. It's a demon. Like, they build this, <laughs> this, this chapter up so much. Like, well, back yep. in the... This woman calls me. It took her 18 tries to call me. And finally, when they got through, they said the walls were bleeding aliens and slugs. And could you come over? And, with, and then within the first five seconds of me being there, it's a demon. Like, like this, this setup took 40 hours, and then it's like, it's always, it's a demon. So, yep. I'm about halfway done with the book. Let, let me guess, does it continue that way? Uh, uh, have you got, you got past the Amityville, yeah? Oh, yeah, that was like chapter one. Okay, you got past Amityville. Uh, did you get past the one The Conjuring's based on? Yeah. Okay, yeah, basically, here's, here's how the book runs, okay. And you got to finish it. Basically, you get the Damn it. the the big films at the start, and then you start getting the stuff where they go, yeah, they're running out of ideas. Let's turn this into a film, but the budget's a bit lower. That's <laughs> what you start going into at the end, where it's like, yeah, this 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 guy was a demon, but he wasn't a high ranking one. He told us his name straight away, so we told him to piss off. Um, <laughs> and that's what they do. They never get into like. Whatever, we should really save it for that episode. But they never really yeah. get into like how they do it. They're just like, then we told it to go away and it left. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. The thing was taking a child and throwing it up to the ceiling <laughs> and exploding slime. And you walked yeah. in there and went, please leave. And that was it. Like, I bought this book and that's all you can give me? No, I want to know that the, this, who you have to sacrifice to get this yep. demon out of your house. You want, to, you want to know what happened? 
happens in case it happens to you. Like, where's the instruction manual here? No, like, they're giving me the history of demons and everything. And it's like, it's great in, like... Oh, I don't know, man. It's it's a slog. This is right the here. thing, though, right? Um, this is the thing with it, because I believe... I don't know if you're at it yet. Do you, have you got to the scene where they're attacked in their car by a demon? Yeah, that's every other chapter. <laughs> every chapter, they're like, yeah, I'm just driving down a road, and a demon like came speeding down. It was a foot away yeah. from me, and then it disappeared. I almost veered off a bridge, and I'm like... Yeah, there's one in there. Uh, I don't know if he got to it. <laughs> get followed by a black car and there could be some yes. demons driving it. <laughs> yeah. They're like, well, we know when we go to this house that a demon's going to follow us. And yeah, like, in his black car, because yeah. it couldn't be any more cliche. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, oh, man. So I, I guess I have to look at it with a, a different set of spectacles and just laugh, because I'm really reading this, like, trying to learn stuff, and it's like, yeah. all I learn is, uh, all right, <laughs> if there are words in your house appearing in latin you have a demon yeah so so uh, that's basically what i've learned in 50 percent of this book also if there's a black car that materializes out of the ground and shoots straight at you it's a demon yep so <laughs> yeah uh, i can't wait for that episode but yeah that's yep. what i've been attempting to read and it's just as painful as literally everything else like and the worst thing you can think of. This is painful as my morning. Let me tell you that. Yeah, uh, uh, highly recommend it. It's uh, uh, but... highly recommend it to <laughs> I wouldn't it's recommend a... this to a demon. <laughs> oh, oh, I just, I just love the lore in it. It's like, yeah, this is this is how demons work. And I was sitting there thinking, how the hell do you know that? Yeah, and like, <laughs> what did you do? Go to demon school? Like, yeah, this is how they're made up. And this, this is, is the law behind demons. Yeah, it, there's and, laws apparently, folks. Like, uh, maybe I would recommend it because it is so ridiculous. It's the mo- it really is, and they take and it the, so seriously. <laughs> they really do. And the, the funniest thing is, once you know a demon's name, you can command it to go away, and they have to tell you their name if like, if you ask them. And it's like, what? <laughs> it it makes no sense. It makes it's no like, sense. tell us your name, Fred. Oh, right. Can you leave? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it. It's like, why do, we, why do we have to tell them then our names? Like, we just do, okay? <laughs> yeah, I love the rules that they created. But yeah, so yeah, that's all I'm reading. And uh, oh, I hope to finish it soon. But three hours, Glenn, I can see why you read it in three hours. <laughs> all you need to know is the word demon, then you can throw the book in the garbage. So, <laughs> Demon, demon, demon. Oh. And, uh, you know, if you knock three times, it's a demon. Yeah, oh, anything with three. All right, let's save it for the for the actual podcast we do it on. But that's a little tidbit, folks, of the beauty of what you're in for with Ed and Lorraine Warren. So, oh, crap. Absolutely insane. Uh, yeah, so uh, we have got that episode coming up. It's one of our slow burn episodes, but it will come. We are going to do a whole episode on Ed and Lorraine Warren. I'm sure they can. Um, yep. And Mike actually has his own little, uh, we'll save it, we'll save it for the uh, podcast mm-hmm. in the future, but he has his own little Amityville story anyway. Oh, I do have an Amityville story. God, yep. th- that's a good one. But so, anyway. uh, yeah. yeah, we'll yeah. save it and move on. So what we're going to do is, um, should we move on to what everyone's playing, what everyone's been excited about this week? No. Uh, oh, no, okay. not at all. Let's just talk about... Games that no one's excited for, like Bigfoot. Okay. Ah, yeah. Let's let's go into Bigfoot. Uh, Mike has uh, recently purchased and played Bigfoot. Um, a was it only on Steam? 
Steam yeah, it's on Steam. It's, it? it's very simple. It's It's been unreleased for, like, ever, okay? It's a game where you have to go and hunt Bigfoot, right? You're in a forest with friends, and you have cameras and stuff, and I've, I've played it with... Uh, some friends of the show who will go unnamed uh, because Glenn will have my head if I say him. Um, and you go and you hunt <laughs> Bigfoot. The problem is with Bigfoot, A, he is 17,000 feet tall. B, when you shoot him, nothing happens. And his health bar is the size of the earth. So <laughs> it goes from, oh my God, I think I heard something to, oh, you just got your soul ripped out of your rib cage. Cool. So it's a fun game. It's atmospheric, but it's... It's worth fifteen bucks, you know. So, so take me through this. Is Bigfoot an antagonist in it? Yes. Or are we the antagonist and he's the protagonist? Uh yes. Both. Okay. All are right. You, so you're so uh, are, there's are, no are we, story, Glenn. There's so there's, are you are you just shitty humans for hunting an endangered species? Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's Where's the it game. Set? Yeah, I know. Okay. Anyway, it's it's fifteen bucks. You know what I've been doing, Glenn? You'd be very proud of me. I've been writing. Writing what? Yeah, that that is the million dollar question. So, uh, there's an RPG in real life game, not video games, called Call of Cthulhu. Where, yep, I know of it. Yeah. So, um, I've been playing with a group of friends, and now it is my turn. It's a really interesting concept. So, the first game, someone told the story, and we all played in it. Then uh -huh. the story was passed to someone else, and they continued doing that story. And guess whose turn it is now? Mr. Mike. So, Oh, nice! I am trying very hard to write something that is not a complete pile of garbage. So uh, that's taken up a large amount of my time. And I, it's, I'm looking forward to it very much. It's just I'm horrified as what's going to happen. So, But yeah, no, I've been writing and doing that. So, And, and that's how uh, I stole for time before we talk about the big thing. <laughs> that's that's very true. Um, yeah. So, out. Would you give Bigfoot a tea or a grumpy? I'd give it a tea if you have friends and you don't mind wasting an hour setting up cameras and just walking around and pretending to hunt Bigfoot. Like it's cool. Yeah, it's definitely cool. To be it's fair, fun with friends. I, I tapped out on this one and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go do something else. So, uh, <laughs> full disclaimer there. No, it's fine. I was actually a shitty friend and I was like. Yeah, I think I'll leave this one. <laughs> it's fine. It's a fun one. It's good. And we also played the the other game. Dead by Daylight. Well, we talked about that. The other game. Oh, yeah, we did. What was the other game? The the Escape Room Part 2. Mm. That was a disaster. Yeah, we should give a shout-out to this. Mad Experiments um, Part 2. Yeah. Which, um, if you want to pick up a game where Chapter 1 differs massively from Chapter 2... Uh, you should pick this up because it was nothing like the first chapter. I was actually quite impressed. Um, I actually thought the puzzles were a lot better thought out in this one. Um, to the point I was, I was just scratching my head at one point. It's like, I, I don't understand this. And I'm trying to think like how this would work. And I couldn't get my head around it. How about you? They were way harder. They, it was. Yeah. It, it's a great escape room. It's an escape room, but this one was set outside, which was even cooler. I mean, uh -huh. the, this guy has a hell of a brain. But the problem was, we like three of us, semi-smart people, semi. Um, I mean, you guys were. Uh, well, the friend of the show did an incredible job and solved the first two right off the bat. Like she killed it. She did great. And then 
<laughs> we escaped it the second time. We failed the first, and we escaped it the second time. Um, she and you were both doing the majority of the legwork, and then at the end of it, I basically went up to the puzzle and hit it a couple times, like just hit random <laughs> stuff, and I got us out of there. Like, I was just like, well, what yep. happens if I just hit click buttons and we escaped? So we don't know how we escaped. We don't know what the puzzle was asking us to do. Um, but we got out of there with, I think, two, one and a half minutes left. So, But it was really smart for the most part until Idiot Mike showed up and just went, mm -hmm. and then that was it. <laughs> we were out. <laughs> Actually, I played an escape room game with that person also last weekend. Um, was it last weekend? Oh, it's Monday before I fell ill. And it was We Were Here. Where were you? Uh, you were just in a castle. Um, but oh. I had quite quite a unique thing. Talk about escape room game. One of you's the explorer. One of you's called the librarian. So one of you's doing all the... You've got all the clues and the maps and stuff. Yeah. And the other one is literally just being navigated around by you. Oh, cool. Uh, and you have to work together and talk over walkie-talkies. And it's got one of the most brutal twists ever at the end. I won't tell you because we might play it. Okay. Um, but it's genuinely a horrible twist at the end that left me feeling quite bad. <laughs> nice. Just what uh, we need this week. Awesome. Yeah. I, it's hard for me to actually feel bad about things. But I was like, oh, I do feel a bit bad about doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, cool. But, uh that yeah, so fun. escape room games, they're the big thing. Uh, they really I are. Would I give Mad Experiments Chapter 2 a T? Yeah, I'd give it a T, Absolutely, I man. I mean, when you sit there and stare at a puzzle, like, for 40 minutes, and it still doesn't click, like, with three people, mm -hmm. like, we really had to think outside the box, literally yep. and figuratively. Like, it was tough. It was really tough, but uh, I, I loved what little part i played i mean but it's really out there i mean yeah play. like i would definitely give it a t i definitely recommend it if you have a couple of friends or if you think you're smart enough you can do it by yourself by all means but it was an experience that uh i will definitely remember for a long time because it was so silly how we got out of it so definitely a t. absolutely um i would give it a t so it's two t's and i think we gave two t's to the first chapter as well a few episodes ago so, um, yeah, yay, well done on Mad Experiments. Your game has officially been T-certified so far. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yep. Okay. Ten bucks, it's worth it. Now, Glenn, it, the moment we've all been waiting for. Yeah. The big, the big build-up, the big reveal, the mm. um, probably, probably the last big AAA title coming out on the PS4. The last big PS4 exclusive. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's from Sucker Punch Games. And it is. Ghost of Tsushima. The feudal samurai uh, Red Dead clone. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, yeah, so, Mike, uh, what made you buy this game? Um, funny you should ask that, Glenn. I had a gift card that had the exact amount that the game cost, and mm -hmm. it's essentially free. That's why I bought it. Mm. So I, I have no relationship to Feudal Japan whatsoever. Um, I couldn't tell you anything about it. But after playing, I can also reassure you I still have no idea about Feudal Japan or anything yep. about it. But um, you, on the other hand, the, the audience, 
this is big, all right? Glenn is like Mr. Japan, okay? Like, I remember three, four years ago, he started write, writing to me in Japanese. And then he had the audacity to translate it. Like, so Glenn knows Japanese, which is mind-boggling. <laughs> mind-boggling. So I this know. has a lot more meaning to him than it does to me. So, Glenn... Take it away. This is your baby, okay? Yeah. So, basically, it's set in 1274, which was when the Mongols tried to invade Japan. Now, folklore tells us that when the Mongols actually tried this, they didn't land. They got somewhere, but when they tried to push on, the tsunami, or great wind, basically wrecked their fleet. Uh, and this actually happened twice. The Mongols tried to do this twice, and both times got wrecked by terrible, terrible storms that destroyed their entire fleets. Um, this is based on the Isle of Tsushima, which is a weird island anyway, because it's just, it's off the coast of Japan. It's kind of like, um, imagine like Hawaii, it's the Hawaii between Korea and Japan. Uh, so it's its, it's own little island that does fall under Japan, but it is kind of its own little distinct personality. You play Jin Sakai, a, a samurai, uh, based on the island, who lives on the island, and basically all of your fellow samurais bar your mentor uncle father figure get wiped out in the mongol invasion in a great battle on the beach uh and it's then up to you to take off the robes of honor and adapt to survive now adapting to survive means you basically have the option of doing stealth kills which is a bit like a ninja or you can still do the honorable thing and call people out and then you have these amazing epic samurai duels um now, I booted this up, and I turned it off about eight hours later, which is quite unheard of for me, really, uh, because I was so engrossed with it, um, and the higher world, and this is the thing I think I said to you, is it's a crime, this is, is, is not on PC, because you can see there's a beautiful game under here, but the hardware limitations of the PS4 just don't do it justice. I mean, it's a good-looking game, very good-looking game, but you do go, this could look a lot better, but this hardware can't run it. It's a shame. Um, so that's my initial overview of it. Now, Mike, how long have you put into this game? Oh, man, it's hard to say. Three to six hours, somewhere in, in terms of that. And I agree with you on that. I mean, to me, it's definitely the most beautiful game I've ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. It's, But... My PlayStation 4 sounds like it's about to explode every time I play this, okay? Yeah, you're not kidding. It's it's like the cat ran out of the room. Like, it's... I won't reenact it for, for our listeners, but imagine a jet engine inside of a very small room. Yeah. That is essentially how... And it's a little distracting when, you know, you're listening to this beautiful, futile music on a recorder, and in the background you hear static television about to explode. So, um, but... The trade-off is that you are looking at something that is so beautiful. Um, I almost wish I hadn't played it and I waited for the next generation because hopefully by then, or PC like you said, uh -huh. it will look so much better. But what a gorgeous game. So. Yeah, I'm the same. I, I wish they would said, look, this is coming out on PS4, but there is a PS5 version. I would have gone, yeah, I think I'll wait. I um, waited too. I mean, now knowing what I know now and playing it, I could happily wait. But impatient Mike is like, well, I'm happy I have it now, uh -huh. <laughs> especially during all this time, man. 
But uh, you, I think he nailed it. Uh, I guess we're going to just jump right in. Yeah. It is a Red Dead clone. It is a giant open world where you can do whatever you want. You can go wherever you please, talk to whoever you want. Um, and my experience so far has been okay, cool. It's nowhere as cool as Red Dead and um, for me because I have no connection to this. But Glenn, let me ask you because uh -huh. I am having a really hard time t caring about the story. And yeah. I know this is going to seem insensitive and I don't mean it to come out this way. This is just plain fact. Um, I don't care what anyone's saying because they all speak so seriously. Yeah. Everything is... My, they're saying, I'm going to uh, fry up some of my favorite food. Uh -huh. Or, you just got hit by lightning. And that, like, there's no diversity in voice dynamics. And mm. it's so dead. So, you can speak way better th to this. But, like, that's making it really hard for me to care about anybody or anything. Yeah, I think uh, that does kind of tie in with the whole... Um Japanese view of samurais they're very controlled people very reserved you know they're, they don't they're not prone to anger so I think that's probably why they've done that I don't think they've actually hired a duff cast I think they've gone for a stereotype no these are noble samurai who are all no it is dishonorable and that's it that's kind of the only thing you no get I get it I, I get it it's just it's, it makes it hard for a non-samurai person to yeah relate yeah but, um, you know, if, if you are a fan of samurai films, especially Kurosawa, because there's actually a Kurosawa mode in this, which is nuts, um, it is like right, playing... Wait, 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 hold on. Explain to the idiot what a Kurosawa okay. is. Uh, have you ever heard of the film The Seven Samurai? No, maybe. But basically, Akira Kurosawa is a very famous Japanese director who directed a lot of samurai films, and there's actually a mode in this you can turn on. I did post an image of it earlier. And it turns it into this old, grainy, black and oh, white yeah, film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. You know, it's, it's fun for an hour. I turned it off after a while. Um, <laughs> but it is quite cool to play. And I'm like, oh, wow. And, you know, parts of this, you, you do go, this is like a sweeping um, samurai epic in the story they're trying to tell. Hmm. Um, I'm only about 14 hours in at the moment. Oh, but, yeah, only, and I can tell this is going to be a long, long game. Uh, but I'm just kind of addicted to the to mastering the sword strokes. Um, like I'm like no 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 because I realise you can kind of outsmart enemies and you can start taking people out of one hit if you pull off the right stroke at the right time. And it's all about mastering the blade as well, which I find very interesting in this game. So I thought it'd be a hack and slash, and it's not. There is actually an element of craft to actually learning the sword um, because if you're just hacking away at them doesn't really get you anywhere have you had to learn a new stance yet mike yes i've learned one of the the first one just the first and oh, so it's the water stance yeah whatever yep. you say the next is the sprinkler stance and then uh, i don't That's know it. but um <laughs> the one thing i'll give it is uh the boss battles i've had two now and the first one was a nightmare but the it's one of the only games that like well maybe not it forced you to learn while you were fighting this boss and i guess that's every boss like you you watch the patterns and everything but this like i kept dying i must have died six or seven times in a row and getting frustrated and going no i can get closer i can get closer and i had to adapt and i had to use different styles and i had to like really be mindful of what he's doing the build-ups the, the power attacks and then like when i got to the second boss 
the allure almost was gone because I'm like, okay, with enough patience and like mindfulness or just like observation, I can beat him too. And I did. So, um, I, I enjoyed those that, that really like created, it it felt like a game for the first time, as opposed to just wandering around on a horse, like Uh those boss battles, they were difficult for me. How about you? I'm sure you've had them. I've had them, but again, they are very, very difficult. It's not an easy game. Um, it's really not, not easy at all. Did you have the battle with uh, where you're learning the lightning strike technique? I just did that. Uh, that's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in the game. Just you're in this battle, you're in this dueling ring with this guy who's killed this sensei at this master strike, and you've got a freaking lightning storm going on around you at the top of this mountain. Yeah. And they've got this back and forth. The dialogue is quite cheesy. I'll give you that. Um. But you've got this beautiful thing of these two samurai, and they're both just standing there, like, holding the swords and kind of prepping and looking at each other. And this battle's over quite quickly, but the chills up the spine. And silly things, I know it sounds really stupid, but silly things like when he pops the sword out of his scabbard. And um, it's just like kind of standing. It's, it's very, very gunslingery, isn't it, when they're actually going to yeah. be duels. It's kind of like, okay, you're loosening the gun off. He's popping the sword out. Um absolutely beautiful game um so much detail in it although i will i will concede there's not as much detail as red dead 2 uh that world is not as living as red dead 2 you know it's Um, like they almost spent all the budget on creating this gorgeous world and forgot to fill it uh um i mentioned to you you're like oh there's so much wildlife and granted after you said that i noticed a little bit more but it just feels so empty with Red Dead, although there were random events, you know, um, I feel like they were, I don't know, maybe I haven't played enough to see, I know I haven't played enough, but as of now, it's very, all right, go here, do this, all right, go here, do this. There's no real, like, side quest options, um, unnatural ones, like random ones, that's the word I'm looking for, that just pop up and you have to save, like, a baby or whatever. I've, I've done two of those in six hours, and I feel... I've had a few. Yeah, and they're very good, don't get me wrong. I just wish there were more because I just don't find the story compelling yet, you know? And uh, I don't know if I will because they're basically just like, okay, go kill this person. You've 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 done dishonor to the samurai. Go kill this person. Like, okay, this is not... I don't know. But I will give it credit. Every... And this is going to completely go against what I just said, but like, it always feels like a story. Uh-huh. Yes, go kill this person, but there is like a large backstory to that, which they do a fine job of presenting. So I did like that. I mean, it, this is a game as well that's not going to take you ten and a half hours to play. You can pick up in a half hour, play a little bit of it, and actually accomplish something, which I give them credit for, because yeah. generally with these types of games, you can't. So, yeah, no, I thought that was interesting. I thought that was very interesting. Do you think that... Um, You've come across more like random quests. Are you having fun with those? Like, uh, oh, uh, are you yeah. really big on the main one? No, I'm, I'm literally going to the main quest, and on the way, I'm getting stopped, and I'm like, it's taking me two hours just to do a main quest uh, because yeah. I'm getting so distracted and called. Like, I had one, and I'll, I'll probably a little spoiler. Some woman told me bandits had stolen her rice. Have you had this? No. And she said, oh, bandits have stolen my rice. And I go up there, I get the rice back, I kill all these bandits and come back, and it turns out. These bandits hadn't stolen her rice. They just had rice, and she wanted it because she was hungry. Wow. <laughs> and I was 
Like, but that's great. Yeah, <laughs> so, I was so angry. It's like, my honour, I've just killed these people because of you. <laughs> I was furious with her. I wanted to behead her. That's amazing. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, no, I haven't had that yet. I mean, yeah. But it, I'm not playing this game with any honour. I mean, I, until you said that, I had no clue. You know, I, I get that he has this moral dilemma that, you know, oh, you have to look them in the eye and then yep. you can fight them. Like, I don't care. Like, I, I, whenever you have to do one of those raids and you infiltrate this entire complex, I, I'm going in and I'm going to be stealthy until I can't and then I'm going to face everyone. But this is a very black and white game to me in terms of, like, I'm going in as an assassin. Mm-hmm. And whenever... Th- there's a really cool thing in the game called standoffs. And ah, was, yeah, let's talk about standoffs. Yeah, it's definitely the best part of the game to me. Um, yep. do, do you want to describe it? Because you probably no, no, you, you, you describe it. Okay. So as you, like, enter any area with uh, Mongols, yeah, it, like, y- you could sneak around... But instead, you go in front of this giant fortress and you just scream out, send me your strongest Mongol. And like they send out some giant thing and then you're both face to face. So the game is like you hold triangle and you have to release it at the right second. So your hand is on your sword and you're watching this guy. And I usually don't breathe when this happens because it's it's so intense. Uh Um and the second they move, which takes under a split second, you have to release the button, and then you just, your sword goes diagonal and just slits their face right off or yeah. their throat or whatever. But now, I've gotten even further. They try and fake you out, these SOBs. <laughs> you know? So I'm sitting there having a heart attack, and the guy's like, meh. Did I move? Did I not move? Meh. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, it, it's really not that hard once you get the hang of it. But, like, that is some of the most tense moments I've had. But the worst part is, is after you kill the guy, all of the other Mongols go, oh my goodness, what? Uh, how could you? And then they all run at you like a, a mosh pit, and it gets crazy. <laughs> I, I love that. That is really cool. Yeah. I, I think I think the sword mechanics in this are some of the best I've ever played. Um, I, I just, it's the best I've ever played, and I haven't played a lot. So Just for how easy, uh, how easy it is to have an amazing sword fight with such a few buttons. Uh, it's a... Yeah genuinely like you feel like you're in an epic duel every time um it did remind me a bit actually of uh jedi fallen order yeah okay yeah a little bit i was like i could see this this is a bit jedi i much prefer this to jedi fallen order um (laughs) but it kind of like they're they're very if someone said oh let's put put them in a bracket i'd say yeah they're very very similar games Um, well i i feel like with swords it's I guess there's a lot of nuance, especially like that goes way over my head with all of this, you know, and, and they've really paid attention. Uh, I didn't know there were different stances. I didn't know like all this stuff, but um, you do feel kind of like a badass when it only takes three hits to kill someone, Yeah. you know, and they, they've done a good job of that. And when there's a really big guy, it's going to take five to ten hits for you to take them down. So they really make you feel like... A, that the blade is dangerous, and B, when there's a bigger guy than you, like, you're going to have to be smart about this. And you can't just, like, hit, 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 because he has a shield and a mace the size of New York. So it's really well thought out. Really well thought out. So. Do you know, one of my one of my favorite things ever on that is, um, I, I love the guys crawling away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Oh, yeah, they're on the floor. Uh, do, you, do you want to talk about that? No, that's all you, bud. Okay, yeah. So basically, 
you, you, on the floor, you get these guys and they're crawling away. You've beaten them in a fight and they're literally crawling for their lives trying to crawl away. You can just walk up beside them and it says, end misery or end suffering. And it's just a quick sword through the head or the back. And that's it. And the other thing I really do love, I love this detail, is when you put the sword away, he wipes the blood off or he flicks the blood off mm. and then puts it away. It's just, just little touches like that. This game could have ended up very bad if they didn't polish it. It could have just been, eh. But it's those little polish and attention to detail they've actually put in there. To be fair, their detail's not that great because the, the actual armor he wears didn't exist for another two centuries. But that's besides the point. I'll let them off on that. Um, and the swords as well, questionable whether they existed around there. They actually started making the curved blade about 100 years later. Um, but the point is, it's a very good samurai game. It's stole some elements from future samurai time period and put in here because it fits the story well. And I don't think you'd get away with having a samurai game without a proper katana blade. If you say so, but I mean, my samurai experience is Riza from Wu-Tang Clan reviewing Shogun Assassin. That's basically the only samurai movie I've sat down and watched. And if you haven't seen Shogun Assassin... It's pretty insane. Um, but yeah, I don't know anywhere close to you. But um, it sounds impressive. I'm just playing a video game that's you get to hack people in half. So, But uh, your experience with this game didn't really start off all that fun, Glenn. You care to share what happened when you went into uh, photograph mode? Ah, yeah. The, <laughs> I was livid about this. I actually yeah. tweeted it. Um, so basically... Me and Mike started playing this about 10 minutes apart, I'd say. Mike put his disc in, I put my disc in, started playing it. Mike, interestingly, went off and did Quest 1, I started Quest 2. You can pick which order you do them in. Mm. And I got to this point where I was playing through, I was loving this game. And what happens? I got to a point where this game forced me into photo mode, and I couldn't get out. And I reloaded the checkpoint, went up there. It hit the same cutscene. I come out, I'm stuck in photo mode. Did this five times, and I'm like, I really weird. I was, I was pissed about this. Yeah, you were not happy. All this money, uh, and normally, if this, uh, to be honest, if this is any other game that didn't really have my interest, I'd have pulled that out and taken it back. I'm like, this is shit. I don't want it. Uh, but I stuck with it when I did Mike's quest. Then come back and it worked absolutely fine. Um, so I'm not sure whether it's a quest you're not really meant to do straight away. But if not, you need to lock it off. But I did tell them to report it, but it was an experience-crushing event for me. I was just like, Ugh. and part of me was like, just turn it off and we'll not play it again. But no, I had to, I had to stick with it. I had to stick with it. And I'm sure you're happy you did. I mean, I I turned it off after like three hours, and I'm like, I could be done with this. Like, I don't really have the urge to keep going back and playing, but the more I'm glad I did, because it really does open up in, like, it, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like, you have to readjust to the world you're playing in. Like, this uh -huh. has such a different feel than, and the same, but, like, their mechanics, what they want, their skill trees are all so weird to me, and, like... I, I, I'm still learning. I guess I'm still learning, and I like I want to learn more. So I'm gonna keep playing this. But can I see myself putting in that 120 hours? I I don't. I have the time. Maybe I will out of boredom, but it's not out of wanting to. It's just a, a beautiful game to look at for me. That that's mm -hmm. all it is. So 
but it is addictive like uh, like after this i'm probably gonna go play some more I, it's there's something to it that is charming and like i don't know it's just a little bit s too serious for my taste but that's what it's meant to be so yeah but a fun game definitely a fun game and uh okay so if this was okay if this was the last AAA title PlayStation 4 has released for it, do you think it's a worthy one? Yes. Yes. Just because I'm not the biggest, most knowledgeable fan about it. Everywhere is really showing this game respect. So much so that in Japan, they have reviewed this game and they do reviews much differently than here. Ten different staff members. Mm, this is Famitsu, all, isn't it? All, yes, all yeah. reviewed this separately. And then they put it together, and every one of them gave it a perfect score. Um, in terms of accuracy, in terms of uh, just the whole presentation they put together, and they all gave it... This is one outlet, but still, it is being really well-reviewed. So, is it worth worthy of the last send-off? Absolutely, because Last of Us 2 surely wasn't in my book, so... Um, I think so. In in 120 hours, if I get to it, I'll let you know. But do you think so? Is this like this is uh, as good as it gets? Do you know what? Um, I was I was in love with this game after about two hours. Um, I I, th I think it's a, it's an incredible game. Okay. Um, and I can tell I'm going to finish it straight away. So I'm like, I put so much time into it already. Yeah. Like, I might not finish it quickly, but I, I will see the end of this game. Okay. Um, and like you say. I really wish they'd released it on PS5. Yeah. Um, because this PS4, as beautiful and good a job as they do, I can see a, a stunning game underneath yeah. this. Yeah, and this gives me hope for the future generations of games, that if they can make this look as good as it does on the last game of their console, I, I can't wait. I mean, uh, we joke, oh, we're going to have to buy a new TV, but, like, I don't know, man. Like, this looks stunning as is, so... I'm excited for the new hardware, but if I hope that these quality of games are continued, these AAA games, and now AAA just means open world and giant in my yeah. book. So, uh, but cool. Now we have a samurai game. I didn't think uh, they could pull it off. And listen, Sucker Punch hasn't—they're they're a great studio, but I didn't think they were capable of putting something like this out, and they no. really shattered expectations. No, uh, I mean the other game that springs to mind. Um, and I just didn't find it accessible at all. Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. Yeah, a lot of um, people. Why, why didn't you like... What's so different? Why, why so if, you know, If you think Dark Souls is hard, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> nothing. The, the scale shouldn't be Dark Souls hard. It should be Sekiro hard. Yeah. Um, that game, I died 20 times in the first five minutes. Got my first duel, this guy cuts me down. First duel, this guy cuts me down. Oh my to the God. point of, I was like, I'm turning this off. I'll just spend £55 on this game. I'm turning this off. Um, yeah. Because I was, but with this, uh, I felt every time I died was a learning experience. I was like, oh, okay, I won't try that this time. I'm going to yes. try it uh, a different way. I agree. Um, I agree. And yeah, it's accessible. You know, like with Shakira, Shakira, Shakira whatever the name is. Shakira. Uh, yeah, sure. Sure. Um, <laughs> there, it, there's no room for improvement. Like there is such a small margin of error yep. that if you're not within that little sliver, you're dead. Yep. Here, there's a couple ways to skin a horse. Like there's a couple ways to to do this. So, um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the future of this game. I, I, I'm trying to keep an open mind, and I'm trying to learn, to be honest, uh -huh. because this is... Mongols, all this stuff like this is not in my vocabulary, so I'm psyched. Um, it's at least it's nice to look at, and you know, it, it does seem to have meaningful uh, stories within it. So it's cool. It's it definitely gets a T for this week. I'm hoping I'll definitely play more of it, but I'm not. I don't know yeah. if I'm going to finish it, Glenn, unless there's a little more soul behind it. But you know. Uh, Oh, the other thing we haven't talked yeah. about, the other thing I do love in this game, is uh, the training sequences, how cool they are, the little flashbacks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I really like that touch as well, the fact that it's like, oh, we're going to flash you back to his childhood when he was like the protege of his uncle, teaching him how to sword fight and things like that. I was like, actually, that's pretty cool, I quite like that, because normally it's like, there's the practice dojo, go and practice with your sword. Yeah. This actually has some, some sort of story relevance to it. Um, no, true. Very true. And the customization as well. I do love the customization on this. The fact you can dress as a Ronin, you can dress as a beggar, you can dress as a full blown samurai if you want. Uh, and there's not a microtransaction in sight. Yeah, anywhere. no, this is a game. This is a full game. I paid, you know me, I paid mm -hmm. well, my gift card. I don't have to worry about anything else. I can just sit back and relax. And this is definitely worth your money. This is definitely worth your money. You're getting a full game. You're getting an experience you will not get anywhere else. Um, and if you're into the genre, it's even better, you know? Um, I think I said to you that um, if they make games like this with the proposed price increase, I'd be happy to pay it. Yes. If this is the type of game you were getting, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd pay for this. It's a full game. There's no microtransactions. 70 bucks, sure. 100 yeah. bucks, sure. This is what I expect, you know? And, like, I'm sure if they ever do put out a DLC, downloadable content, they will make it worth the price. Because yeah. how do you tarnish a game like this by putting out shoddy DLC? Mm-hmm. You know, like, you don't. You, you spend the time and do it right, just like uh, Breath of the Wild, you know. Um, you, yeah, you which put... actually, Breath of the Wild, quite similar to this, all the other way around. I can see kind of yeah. similarities on that as well. Very much so. Uh, I, I noticed that too, and mm. maybe that's why I, I'm kind of on the fence with it right now. But maybe later I'll, I'll be like, oh, okay, uh, I get it. But um, it's worth the play. Worth the play for sure. Definitely. So. Absolutely. Uh, so it's a T from me. It's a T from Mike. Yeah. And, and uh, if you've got any comments on um, Ghost of Tsushima, or you agree or strongly disagree, you can get in touch with us in three different ways. You can check the show notes, and there's a voice link in there where you can actually leave us a little voice clip. You can tweet us at tgrumpetspod, or you can email us tgrumpetspod at gmail.com. All good ways. I mean, also remember, leave a review. Uh, I think we have like two. So if you could, if you've gotten to this point, treat yourself and let us know what you thought. Good, Absolutely. bad, ugly, but leave a review. That would be really cool. Um, but yeah, uh, good game, good podcast. I enjoyed talking. It definitely helped me. I needed this today. So good. Anything else, Glenn? Or are we calling it a, a night? Uh, I was going to cover Cursed on Netflix. Oh, cover but... Cursed. Cover Cursed. Yeah. I'm, uh -huh. I'm so happy. Do you know what? <laughs> this show, it's uh, it's the basic the premise is the King Arthur story. But what if the sword chose a queen instead of a king? Uh, I've watched every episode. God, this sucks. 
<laughs> it and you were so, so hyped bad. on it too. I was. Man. I was so excited. I was like, yeah, it looks and feels like The Witcher, but it's so bad. The acting's terrible, and you could just see someone sat there with a diversity tick box going tick, 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 Aww, tick. And I'm like, ah, oh, come on. Like, you, you don't need to do that. And it's like, yeah, make sure we include every single inclusion ever. Which isn't a bad thing, but I don't like it when it's forced. It's blatantly forced. It's like, just let people act. Let well, people... if it takes over the plot, then yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's, like... a, it's quite distracting sometimes where you kind of go, okay, this is a fantasy series. Or is it a high school? Because it feels a lot like... Um, uh, like it's set in the modern day, but they're all just dressed in oldie worldy clothes with a sword. <laughs> oldie worldy clothes. I think that's going to be my newest old band. Yeah, I'm gonna make. <laughs> I like that a lot. Uh, but cursed, uh, it's a big thumbs down from me, and it's a grumpet. I'm afraid. Ah, oh, shame. Well, I definitely would have never watched it anyway. So thanks no. for just confirming my beliefs. That's no. awesome. First episode, good. Rest of it, bad. Okay. Can you just stop at one, like Pringles? Uh, I, I watched the entire lot in about seven hours, eight hours. So yeah, uh, no it no is it is addictively bad. But my recommendation would be don't don't take that pill. Just avoid okay. it. Okay, sounds good. Because then I'm going to have to watch the second season if they make a second season. I, I hate that. Don't yeah. you? You're like, oh, I sat through this whole thing, and now if they make another one, I have to watch it. It's like, ugh. Yeah. It's. It's sad when that happens, but then it you is. have like shows like The Office with like seven seasons or whatever, and you're like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" So it's it's hit or miss, and someone has to make the sacrifice. So thank you, Glenn, for your sacrifice. Uh, you're very welcome. Uh, you can send me gifts or uh, gift cards, preferably or poison, like I did. I'm just oh, going to send it again. So poison, uh, and the problem is, I'll eat it again because it's free. True. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so for this week I have been Glenn and I have been Mike take care and goodbye <laughs>